Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the Disordered Podcast. I hope everyone is having a lovely week. I cannot believe that it's already May. Again, I feel like every single time I come on to film an episode, I say something about time passing so fast. But yeah, another day, another day of disbelief, to be honest. I just can't even fathom how fast it's going. But I'm feeling very zen today. I was at the spa all day, which obviously sounds very bougie, but we had a work retreat there and that was my first time ever at a spa. Um, That was my first spa experience and I can definitely say I'm feeling the effects, feeling very zen. It's 8 p.m. right now and I'm literally going to go to bed as soon as I finished recording this. So today we are talking about orthorexia. If you're a new listener, basically the gist of my background with eating disorders is I struggled primarily with orthorexia um, and I also struggle with binge, but a lot of times binge eating disorder and orthorexia kind of go hand in hand, which we'll talk about later. But that is my experience with eating disorders and I realized that I never have really focused an episode entirely on orthorexia and kind of what it's about, the symptoms, um, how you can kind of catch it early on and the, the warning signs that show if you are struggling with orthorexia. So that's what we're going to chat about today. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. So first, let's just talk about what orthorexia is. Basically, orthorexia is a type of disorder that is characterized by helping healthy eating habits that have been taken to a dangerous level. So it is classified as an official eating disorder, but I think the thing that people kind of who don't really understand it think is that orthorexia is just healthy eating and I think it took a while for it to be classified as a full eating disorder, but yeah, we'll, we'll dive into the rest later, but right now let's just focus on what it is and kind of just the basics of it. So orthorexia is recognized by many experts as a serious disorder that can cause significant physical and psychological distress. And I just want to emphasize that again, um, even though, yes, it is characterized as an eating disorder, but it is also um, characterized by many experts as a physical and psychological issue. So in most cases, orthorexia starts out as an honest attempt to live healthier However, a person might start cutting out foods until they're out of their diet until they are only eating foods that have been prepared in a particular way. And an individual with orthorexia will spend an exceptional amount of time thinking about food, which is similar to someone who struggles with anorexia or bulimia or just any other eating disorder in general. They also might just overthink the calories they're consuming and grow overly concerned about the health benefits of foods as well as the way foods are processed and prepared and those who have orthorexia are fixated on consuming foods that will keep them healthy to a point where they avoid foods that are necessary for the continued well-being okay let's 
just touch on that really quick and let me just kind of share my personal experience with those symptoms, I guess you could call it. So that was my exact case with orthorexia. It honestly did start out as just a very innocent thing. Um, I was, I, I think it honestly started out maybe early high school, I want to say, but I just vividly remember it kind of taking off when I was around 16. So about sophomore year of high school. And yeah, I, I just, again, it started out very honest, just kind of learning more about foods and learning more about the ingredients that go into foods and just trying to eat more vegetables, trying to consume less sugar, trying to, you know, whatever it was, it, it started out honest and it took a turn very quickly because I was not going about it in a very, you know, I guess knowledgeable way is a way to describe it. I was consuming a lot of media and was taking a lot of advice from influencers and YouTube who you know, no offense to the Instagrammers or YouTubers, 90% of them don't have a degree in nutrition or anything like that. And 90% of them are also not actually showing everything that they're eating or, you know, sharing knowledge that is 100% true and scientifically proven or, you know, even recommended by a doctor. And I was just taking a lot of that in and listening to all these different you know, people that I don't even know and don't know me telling me, don't eat this, eat this, look like this and don't weigh this and whatever else. And it just started having a huge effect on my mental health. And just, again, if you want to listen to my full story, I don't really want to go, you know, into it on this episode and take up all the time on that. But my first episode ever talks about my struggle with orthorexia in details. But to just kind of give it an overall synopsis, those were the exact symptoms I experienced to a T. Just it took over my life and it just became a thing that I was obsessed with. And it was just so unhealthy and yeah, my breaking point was I was 21. I was sophomore year or maybe I was 20. Yeah, I was 2020. So I was 20. I was 20. And yeah, I just got to a point where I had been really bad the night before and was just not going about the effects of binging in a healthy way and just was restricting a lot the next day. Just thinking about food constantly as I always did. Thinking about you know, lunch at breakfast, thinking about dinner at lunch, thinking about breakfast at dinner, always, when can I eat next? When can I eat next? When do I get to eat next? And yeah, I just got to a point one morning after binging and I was like, I can't keep living like this. I don't know what's going on, but there has to be another way. And sure enough, I randomly stumbled into an article about orthorexia. And honestly, it felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders when I realized that the way I was thinking was not normal and not only that but there was a way to heal from it and move on from it and not have it consume my entire life so that's kind of that in short but now kind of focusing back onto orthorexia itself let's talk about some statistics when it comes to orthorexia so 
research suggests that it's growing in prevalence each year, which I think is just natural with the way that our culture and society is going. And it's also believed that orthorexia occurs equally in people of all genders, but it's most common in middle-class adults who are in the 30-year-old range, which this statistic shook me. This shook me. I, by the way, I'm getting this information from what is it let me find it's called carolina eating disorders.com which you know i maybe i should fact check it a little bit more but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go with this for the sake of this episode we're just gonna say that's true um it it shocked me that the average age for orthorexia is 30 years old but when i thought about it more it makes sense because you know around that age is when people are starting to have kids and focusing more on health in that reason not only for themselves but for their kids and so you know maybe they they take it as a healthy approach to i'm going to learn more about food so that i can you know have a healthy lifestyle and example for my children and then it can turn dark really quick So let's also talk really quickly about some causes and risk factors before we get into signs, symptoms, and effects. So causes and risk factors for orthorexia is, so the primary reason for the development of the specific type of eating disorder is an individual's compulsive need to improve their health. And even so, there are often underlying causes that can impact an individual's decision to go to extremes with their dieting, including searching for, you know, something, some kind of validation through food, um, maybe to overcome an illness, to improve self-esteem, using food to create an identity, a strong desire to look a certain way, compulsion for complete control and escaping from fears. So for me personally, this was wildly because of my compulsion for complete control again in my first episode i talked more deeply about this but i struggled with ocd pretty severely growing up and it's definitely gotten a lot better now but i think my ocd was kind of on overdrive when i was dealing with orthorexia as well because just in general with ocd the the main thought behind ocd is thinking that you have control over things in your environment and by doing stuff or not doing stuff it therefore controls your environment and so when it came to orthorexia it was pretty much the same thing where i felt like if i restricted my food and didn't eat x y and z i had control over that area and that aspect because a lot of times whenever we feel out of control we look to hold on to what is closest to us that we have the ability to control and for me that was food and that's where orthorexia really came into play okay so now let's get in to the signs and symptoms of orthorexia so those who battle with orthorexia will show a variety of signs and symptoms in many instances they might exhibit behaviors that push past the norm in terms of living a healthy life and instead cause them to suffer from a number of physical, mental, and emotional effects. So some of these behaviors can include engaging in emotional eating, self-esteem being based on eating healthy foods, being increasingly critical and more rigid about eating, feeling as if certain foods are dangerous, 
feeling guilt or ashamed when unable to maintain diet standards, losing interest in activities once enjoyed because they are solely involved in eating healthy. So that one basically means that you're not doing things that you once enjoyed because your main priority and obsession is to eat healthy. So maybe not going out with friends or hanging out with friends because you have to cook this dinner or not going out to eat because you have to cook this dinner. Okay, back to the symptoms. Thinking critically of others who don't follow a strict diet. Spending extreme amount of time and money in meal planning and food preparation. Total elimination of food groups and attempt to eating clean. Avoidance of social events involving food due to fear of being unable to comply with diet or being able to control yourself. Having severe anxiety about how food is prepared. So that last one could mean, you know, if you go to a friend's house and they make you dinner, if you feel the need to be like, you know, oh, did you cook this in? Like, what kind of oil did you cook this in? Did you use butter in this? Like, what kind of salt? If you ask those kinds of questions, that is a pretty telling sign that maybe you don't have the best relationship with food. And of course, there can be other reasons that you might need to know how food is prepared, but that's not what we're talking about today. For me, with these symptoms, I think the biggest one that I realized I was struggling with something deeper than than you know what what it seems like was I my entire mood was based on my eating, and I would discount days as good or bad based on my food and if i stuck to my really strict rigid diet and i'm putting air quotation marks around the word diet because it was not a diet but anyway i would go to bed that night being like okay today was good because i did not eat this and i did eat this versus i'd be like today was bad because i binged on this and i ate too much of this and X, Y, and Z. And that was a huge telltale sign for me that I was probably dealing with something. Okay, so now let's go into the effects of orthorexia. So if orthorexia goes untreated, the disorder can cause permanent health damages as well as a number of negative life consequences. As orthorexia persists, it can begin to mimic the same dangerous effects that anorexia and bulimia can produce, including problems with cognition, lowered immune system, nutritional deficiencies, osteoporosis, kidney failure, infertility, anxiety, and stress, heart disease, malnutrition, social isolation, emotionally, emotional instability, and low sense of self-worth. I don't say any of that. I feel like that list sounds like, you know, one of those drugstore commercials where I'm like, oh, buy this product. But like, eh, like it causes all this other stuff. Maybe, possibly, it could. But I say that list to tell you that if you're dealing with orthorexia, I think the reason orthorexia can be so dangerous is because sometimes it's really hard for people to see the the flip side to it to see what it could be doing to you in a negative light because with orthorexia it's such a tricky eating disorder because 
kind of the baseline of it is quote unquote healthy eating or you know clean eating or whatever it is and sometimes it's hard to kind of see anything wrong with that and so i think even sometimes people know that they're dealing with orthorexia but they kind of chew to continue in the way that they're going because they just they they don't see the negatives outweighing the the positives because they don't know what they're missing out on and that's the truth behind that but this list of possible issues of course it's the extreme list you know it's something that maybe isn't a big high percentage chance of actually occurring to you personally but it's still there and it's still possible and i think when i came out on the other side i of course didn't i mean you know it's only been three years so you never know about some of those things but as of right now i have not dealt with any of those effects of orthorexia however the sole fact that i have food freedom now and i'm able to eat things and not feel guilty and i don't think about food 24 7 i don't think about meals 24 7 i feel happy around food i feel excited to eat out i feel just so much more free and at peace with my relationship with food and i think that that in itself is why it's worth it it's why it's worth you know getting help and finding a way to come out of this okay you guys i think that is it for this episode if you are listening to this and you hear any of those you know symptoms or anything that i said and you resonate with it and you feel like you might be dealing with orthorexia or any kind of eating disorder please talk to someone whether it's your parents whether it's a friend talk to someone that's the first step making sure someone knows and can help you find help and maybe that means going to a doctor maybe a therapist and and maybe more maybe it means going to treatment whatever it means make sure that you get the help that you need because it's not something to be ashamed of dealing with an eating disorder by any means it's just something that's a part of your story it's something that you'll get through and it's something that you'll come out so much stronger on the other side and I think that's just so comforting to know and I hope that you never feel alone in your battle with an eating disorder um God is always there with you he's holding your hand every step of the way and that's truly how I felt when I was recovering with this eating disorder and even still I I still have bad days three years later where the thoughts creep in but I think just resting on you know knowing that God is still there with me and he's been with me every step of the way has just been so comforting and knowing that he loves me for me not how I look is just the most peaceful thing I could ever you know hear ever so and also on top of that just to add if you don't have anyone at top of your mind that you want to talk to about this please send me a dm on instagram it's at disordered podcast with two t's i always respond to dms and i can definitely talk to you i would love to talk to you about it and figure out a best way 
for you to get the help that you need or if you just want to chat if you just want to say hey whatever whatever it is feel free to dm me and yeah that is it for today's episode i will talk to you guys next week bye